You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent, listener-supported radio. I'm back, back in the New York Brian. Scott. Are you okay, Brian? <laughs> I am barely okay. <laughs> How are you? I, uh, I know where you're going with that, but that aside... How are you as a person? How are you doing the last few weeks? Are you, <laughs> are you are, do you suspect something is wrong? No, I'm I'm more using that as a way to get into talking about me. Oh, okay. I'm doing, but I'm curious because <laughs> I feel like I'm falling apart. But, but <laughs> as a human, um, I should I should lead in the lead into that. This before we started speaking moments mere moments ago. My wife was about to leave to take my daughter to a dance class, and I was hoping she would take my son with her so that you and I could have the safe space that we need to, <laughs> to record this program that our fans love and that they come to expect and that they want, you know, they want my attention, obviously. Of course. And my son did not want to go with my wife on this trip even though he was promised a treat and park and fun, he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay and keep watching TV. And then my wife said, well, okay, fine, you stay. I'm going to leave. But then you don't get the treat. And then he had a real meltdown because he yeah. both wanted the treat, but he didn't want to go. So he said, well, that's the thing. You go, you get the treat. That's the whole thing. No, but I want the treat. He screamed, but I don't want to go. All right. Well, He's negotiating. That, that's the whole thing. <laughs> right. But he, he, his final offer was, I want both of the things that I want. <laughs> anyway, it escalated well beyond any sense of reason or rationale. And he's here somewhere <laughs> in this apartment. My wife has left. And anyway, that's just a, just a very small little microcosm of every waking second of that I'm alive <laughs> right now um, is fights. And we're in this tiny little apartment. And I don't mean to complain because I've had it so well over the pandemic, you know, much better than everybody or many people. But man, dude, I'm at the end of the... At the line. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are you just... I'm at the, at the like... Oh, man. Well, I think first, generally, they never prepare you for the fact uh, that your your children are actually the very best negotiators in the world. Not because that they have all right. these skills or strategies or techniques, but their position is always, I want everything and I want to give up nothing. And I am absolutely willing to take this further than you. So <laughs> you really get there's nothing you can do there. Like, like right. you know, right. Like, I am so ready to take, I'll take this as far as it needs to go. Yeah. Right? Like I will give not an inch. Right. It's yeah. like if you're the FBI and you're negotiating with like a suicide bomber who wants the things, but he's also like, uh, but I'm either way, you give me what I want. I don't give me, I'm going to blow myself up. That's right. happening no matter what. <laughs> like, right. Uh, really, everybody's dying. Everybody in here, right. everybody's getting killed. Right. And I'm getting what I want. Right. So let's just get to that stage. Yeah. Where we're all crying and everything is terrible. Right. So I want to yeah. read the book about how to negotiate with someone who is in that fa in that's like, right. like that position, you know? Uh and, you know, of course, uh, like, look, I think it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that you and I are basically in similar boats where it's like, you know, I, how could I complain? Like, on, on a grand scale of the world, I literally have nothing to complain about. And yet, at the same time, yeah, I also, uh, you know, I have a child who is many fine qualities, but <laughs> being easygoing is just not one of them. And, right. And... You know, there's all sorts of landmines throughout the day. Like, you know, I don't care enough about something or I care too much about other things. It's like, you know, we haven't actually had anything recently, although she's in the room currently. She's standing right over there. She's staring at me. Right. Because she wants something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Haley? 
Oh, God. Listen to this. Hi, Haley. I miss you. I love you. <laughs> so. <laughs> Speak uh, of the devil and they shall appear. And they shall appear. Well, it's also because yeah. uh, my wife, she went out for, uh, she went to an appointment. And, but also we might be getting a delivery that I have to buzz in. And I tried to actually tried to explain to Haley how to buzz the delivery in. And that was. I think an intentional, I don't want to understand this. This is not my, this is not in my realm, but uh, no, I'm actually a little bit more optimistic to be honest with you. I, I don't know. I didn't share this with you. I don't think, but on Friday I got my second dose of the vaccine. Congratulations. Thank That's you. That's great news. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, you're I, vaccinated. I am. I'm vaccinated and it takes about two weeks before I'm up to that, you know, 95%. Uh, right. So I figured out that, I will be at max vaccination on March 5th, which is exactly one week to the anniversary of the last time I went into my school where I work. Wow. Which would be, you know, seven days after that would be March 12th. So, well, that's exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. It's, it's exciting. It's also stunning. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah, yeah. When when everything kind of like hit and it was like March 11th, 12th, the Rudy Gobert game, uh everything, you know, it was Rudy Gobert, the NCAA tournament and Tom Hanks. That was right. like Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah. That was when we all got <laughs> shook. Got Hanks. They got <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> oh, no. This is serious. Yeah. Tom Hanks is in jeopardy. That was Corona's oh, yeah. statement day, you know. Right. It's like I am We've not going. Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, at that night, the Tom Hanks day. How long did you think this was going to be a factor in our lives? Going back to then. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. You know, we, we thought it was going to be maybe a couple months at the worst, and like you know, you even go to some when it when it got really bad, and it it seemed like you knew it was it's going to be really bad. Even like, remember they would do those projections and they'd be like, we think it's going to top out at like 85,000. And it was like, boy, that's horrible. <laughs> you know, 500,000 <laughs> right. deaths. Right. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I think as you know, I've never been that fond of my children. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just from the jump. It's not for me. <laughs> So to be locked in a cage with them for a year has been a long, hard struggle. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've always just, there's just not, you know, never cared for them. <laughs> <laughs> I have been re- trying to remind myself quite often about how sick Haley must be of me also. That's a good point. You know, like we can get, like I get sick of her all the time. We get sick yeah. of our children. But man, she's got to be so sick of me. That's true. Like my face. Sometimes Alice and Nate just look at my face. You stupid idiot. Your stupid fat face. <laughs> and my voice. Like, why don't you shut up? All right. Oh, uh, yeah. You think you've got all the answers, don't you, big guy? <laughs> right. Right. You know, I don't know. I, I know. I shouldn't say I love my children dearly. I hope the <laughs> listeners know. <laughs> They're wonderful people. Very entertaining. Wonderful loving souls they are boy oh boy boy oh boy it's been a lot of each other oh yeah that's a good you know you make a really good point right how sick of how sick of me and us they are yeah and our shit oh totally i mean you know Haley's just sort of like this anyway but she's like sometimes just be like can you just leave this room like she'll just like go away like just go away go away, <laughs> go away. Uh, you're like i wish i could right i, I would I'd love... no one wants to go away more than me i'm desperate to get out of here <laughs> uh, my problem too is i'm like i'm so inconsistent as a parent some days it's it's cup cakes for breakfast it's eight hours of star wars whatever and then the next day it's like get give me that chocolate you know it's like then the, it's i just i'm just all over the place <laughs> give me the ipad i'm throwing it out right I'm never watching again I, there's no there's just no consistency <laughs> I'm, I'm which i'm told is terrible i'm pretty proud of like the like the i've cut back on my thank you 
Thank you. My daughter is into these videos of life hacks, and a life hack oh. is make your own slushy by uh, pouring Gatorade in a plastic bag and then putting it in the freezer for a half an hour. So she brought Look me that. a delightful treat. A treat. It's so that all the viewers know. It was funny, actually. I was teaching a class earlier today. I'm a teacher. I was teaching a class earlier today, and she just came in as though, as, as she's doing right now. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything. Right. I'm, just, I'm not a serious person. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a grown man <laughs> who sits at his dresser. Like, my legs right. are, are spread eagle. I'm sitting, the drawer, I'm sitting at my dresser. I, this is where I sit all day, and I'm here, I'm here now, and I sleep right here. And, uh... And she just walks in like nothing's happening, and she's just like, Daddy, I learned how to make slushies on the internet, so I poured Gatorade in a plastic bag. And I'm trying to teach, and I'm like, you did what? <laughs> Who told you you could pour Gatorade? And then she's like, it's fine. I'm making slushies, and she's just like telling me this. And I, you know, it's just, what is even, what's yeah. anything anymore? The weirdest thing is, is the kids I teach are in my home every day. That's a weird, that's been a weird, like, right. just mental that adjustment. You know? They're in my bedroom yeah. with me. Yeah. I had somebody I was doing when I was job interviewing who was like, you know, commented on the fact that we were both in our bedrooms and like, how, how weird is this? We've just met right now. Right. We're just meeting. We're talking. And like, we're literally in the most intimate space that we have. You yeah. Know? Like I literally looking at staring at where you sleep and have sex with your wife and <laughs> everything else. <laughs> and we're talking about product management or whatever. Does so, that, yeah, super weird. Does that make him less intimidating as the interviewer? Um, I, yeah, you're right. It's, it definitely changes. It's definitely different from going to an office and you've got a sport coat on and, um, it breaks down, but you know, if it, it does, it, it makes, it takes some things that are normally weird about job interviews and gets rid of them. And then it adds new weird things, you know? So, right. I don't know that it's better or worse. What is, what did you land on as the, uh, the job interview dress code in the COVID era? You know, I tried to just, just like look nice-ish, but like nothing that you know. What I do, it's like people aren't that they're not that dressed up. The office, so like I definitely was not suiting up for the Zoom interviews. <laughs> but you know, just a sweater. Occasionally, I might if if I was meeting with like someone high up, might go the like button-down shirt under a sweater look. Wow, you know? that's a sharp Zoom uh, look. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might do that. Um, that's as fancy as I would go. And, and what are the guys uh, on the other end typically wearing? You know, whatever they want. Like, um, yeah, yeah. They were not. They were in their bedroom. It is. It is <laughs> weird, though. It's like such a shifted dynamic. Like to to be interviewed by somebody and to look over their shoulder and be like, in your head, head, like that's where you have sex. You've had sex there. I don't know if it's been a lot. Yeah. I don't know if it's been a little, but I know that there's a very high percentage chance sex took place just right there, right over your shoulder. <laughs> right. You're nude right there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. It is. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> I mean, to me, the that's, the, I wanted... that's the illustration of nothing matters. Of like, just, yeah. we've all now, we're all seeing where we're all having sex. So everything's over. The end right. of formality is here. You know what I mean? That's just, right. That's it. true. Yeah, we've all been inside each other's bedrooms. It's all. It's a different world. Yeah. Than the one started out in. But so we're recording this on Tuesday, and I think you wanted to put a spotlight on your depression. Uh, no laughing matter. But because there was an event today, Tuesday, uh, that may have gotten your attention. Yeah, no, I, I I assume the reason you were asking about my mental health yes. or how I was doing is that, yes, my dear, beloved Tiger Woods, and I won't make light of it, it been in what looks to be a horrible um, car accident. And from the report, sounds like he's okay. It's not life-threatening, but, you know, at first it looked like it certainly could be. Yeah, they had um, to use the jaws of life, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, the car couldn't look worse. He clearly, like, flipped over a bunch of times. I mean, the whole front of it was just destroyed. Right. Um, and it's weird because it was, like, it took place at, like, 7.15 in the morning and totally alone. Like, it's a single car accident. Doesn't seem like anyone else 
was part of the accident. So it's just like you don't really know what how that occurred or what happened if he just lost control of the car. And then, you know, you just hope he's okay and, like, you know, forget golf for whether he's going to play again or what this means for his career. Like, you know, you just hope he's not, like, an invalid or, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, significantly compromised by this. And then, obviously, you're made – you know, it's hard not to go to like, you know, somebody who, whatever it was a few years ago was in, had a DUI where, you know, he's had issues with painkillers. He just had a recent back surgery. He was recuperating. There was sort of an, I don't know if you saw him, he popped up over the weekend, gave sort of a weird, a kind of an unsettling interview with Jim Nance. I read um, about it. I didn't see it. I so I happened to catch it live and I, I have to say like it did get my antenna going. Like he just didn't look great and it was a weird interview and he and Nance have always had a weird chemistry. Like, I don't think they like each other that much. And Tiger was like, you know, being his usual, like he wasn't divulging maybe as much as Jim wanted. And you kind of got the sense that Nance was a little ticked that like he wasn't, but I actually thought he was pretty forthcoming. Like he basically, you got the sense that he was nursing, he was recuperating and he's, he's not quite ready to play and he really doesn't know if he's going to play in the masters. Cause like he was still, you know, he was getting an MRI and he was like, basically was like, when I get this MRI, I'll have a better sense of like how I'm doing. But the dynamic was weird. And he didn't look good. What was, was the but, interview you know, for? Knows? Like, what was the, was there something associated with the interview or? Yeah. So the, it, the Genesis, Genesis invitational was this weekend and that, Tiger is the host of that tournament. It benefits his foundation. It's kind of like his event. Okay. So, you know, he comes on as like the tournament host. Right, right. Um, you know, gave an interview. And, you know, then naturally you're going to want an update. How's he doing? Um, you know, so now you're just kind of racing for like, you know, just hope it's one, he's okay. Two, it's what it hope you know what it might be it's just you know bad accident and bad luck and uh you know nothing more to it than that like that would be the best but you know then again you, you feel for the guy he's got to go through another brutal rehab and yeah um you know nurse another serious injury and um you know <laughs> there's some pewing going on in the background yes I hear a lot of pewing in my life. So you probably don't deal with this as much, uh, yeah. Scott. You have a girl, but I, I have a Star Wars freak in my house. Um, <laughs> so I get a lot of a lot of pewing. They did get that sound <laughs> very, very right in Star Wars. That sound is... They the, did. Yeah. It sounds yeah. perfect, and it's perfectly... So anyway, it's I, like, so easy to replicate. It's true, yeah. No, you're right. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. We all, I just hope he's okay. And, uh, I hope there's not more to the story than, than what meets the eye, you know? Yeah. Now where was he? He's in Florida or Los Angeles, right? He, yeah. California. Right, right, right. Do you know why he's there? Does he doesn't live there, right? He lives in Florida. No. Yeah. He was there one, I think, um, for this event and then he was doing some other stuff there. He was doing some stuff with Golf Digest. He was, like, filming some couple of things, um, you know, stuff that, you know, I mean, it's like, again, when I say he didn't look good, you know, who knows what his life is like, you know, the schedule he's, like, the things he's involved in. He's rehabbing injuries. He he's designs courses. He's doing, filming things for, you know what I mean? He could be just be exhausted, run down, like. No, um, yeah, it, it really could be. You know be... what I mean? So I don't want to speculate, but it's just, I, it did it was the first time it got your little like antennas going of like, you know, boy, he didn't look great. Well, yeah. And I mean, look, not only that, look, the the guy also had a very high profile car accident in the past that, I mean, ended up being just like a huge cultural moment almost for the country. So, you know, I think you're, you've got the appropriate level of even just concern. Like it's not unreasonable to, to wonder especially based on history. Like you don't want to hold that against tiger, but like that was the first thing that came to my head. Tiger was in another car accident. My goodness. Like I remember the last one. Nate. A. Yes. <laughs> oh God. Just professional pros here. <laughs> anyway, 
you know, the thing is too, like, I don't even care. Like, I don't, I don't speculate to like jump on the judge him bandwagon. Like, yeah, I do it from like concern. You were worried about the yeah. guy. Like I've been a big fan. I, you know, and then I just, so my first thought is like, Oh God, if, if by any chance that was part of what's happening here, you know, you're going to have that crowd that's going to jump on him and look to like revel in Tiger's struggles and, um, point their fingers about is, you know, like I don't view it that way. You know, substance abuse is like, it doesn't just go away. You know, it would be kind of shocking if he just overcame it as quickly as he seemingly did. Like, Oh, he, you know, like that's not the way this works. He's continuing to have living a lot of pain. Like he got some, wouldn't be shocking. So anyway, I, I, you know, I don't even want to take the time to speculate. I hope that has nothing to do with it and just hope he's all right. And, um, you know, again, forget about his golf career. I hope the guy like is not significantly compromised, um, going forward. It sounds like it's not life threatening. He's going to be okay. Um, but, but man, what a life. <laughs> Yeah, I know. My goodness. Like, yeah, I mean, everything he does is certainly notable. That's for sure. Yeah. It's so funny, right? Every week we do this. We record on Tuesday. We talk about what might happen between now and and it is amazing. That, you know, I mean, it's just there's a million. There's Look, there's several billion people in the world. So lots of stuff happens all the time. But it's just amazing how every time it's like something insane happens. It's you true. Know, between. It's like James Harden got traded. There's an insurrection. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that those are in the same thing, but you know, it's just it's crazy. No, it is. Something's always happening. Do you feel like when we were kids, did it feel like nothing ever happened because we were stupid kids or did nothing ever happen when we were kids and now things happen like all the time? Yeah, I don't know if it's like Twitter or just the feeling that like news is ha like, you know, then again, it's like, you know, when we were kids, we were watching the NBA finals and all of a sudden like OJ is on, a, you know, in a Ford Bronco, like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So stuff was happening, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, the president, we found out, got a blowjob in the Oval Office and. You know, so stuff stuff's happening. <laughs> There's always things happening. That would be a pretty big news story if that happened today. Yeah, know? that's um, true. That's um, true. But it's probably just the feeling, right? It's just the the feeling. We're all connected. We're all talking all the time. It's all so it's just different somehow. Yeah, right, right. Of course, and right. You know how everyone's reacting to it, like as opposed to just your small circle. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened. So. uh so that's all the information we have just is that he, he looks like he's going to survive. That's just the, or like he might be okay. It looks like he's going to, he's definitely going to survive. It seems like he has some pretty significant leg injuries. Mm. Um, but the exact extent of them, you know, is not really clear. Um, you know, yeah, that's really about it. Right. So either way, it's brutal. Like it, it's going to be brutal. It's a bad situation. It's bad. I mean, and he already had, you know, he was had just undergone a significant back in surgery, like he was rehabbing. So I'm sure this is not good for the back. back right. Um, to flip in your vehicle multiple times, leg injury. Yeah, he's having multiple surgeries. Like it's going to be a while before um, we really know the extent of, of how he's going to be. Um, and yeah. Right. Whether he plays golf again is sounds like a pretty big open question. Well, and that's really it too. Like even let's forget about like moving forward from here with him playing golf again. Just the fact that he was still at this age continuing to have surgeries so that he could still play golf at the highest level. Like I, like my first reaction to that is just to be like, God, y y I mean, what do you doing that to yourself for? What else would you ha right. possibly have to prove? Why would you do that to yourself? But then, of course, that the answer is is that he would not have gotten this far had he not been the type of person who's going to do that to themselves. <laughs> so, right. you know, you can't have one without the other. Other. Yeah, and you know, look, I mean, I don't think for me, there's no question that Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer of all time. But like that majors record is still out there, you know, and I'm sure it's like tantalizingly within reach and i'm sure his whole life has been about getting it it's like to let that go and ignore and accept you're yeah. not gonna get it has got to be brutal i'm sure like you know he's gonna clutch to it <laughs> not right now please thank you baby with his dying breath you know and like 
also like this way the nature of the sport is like you know tom watson nearly won a british open and he was in his 60s you know so like golf is that way like if he could get to 16 then you never know maybe you get hot one week in your 50s and you get to 17 and then so it kind of it, it it you know it's gonna keep you there willing to like keep yourself at least in it um just because of the nature of the game and you know we know you devoted your whole life to getting this record to to actually even probably accept to himself that he's not going to get it i'm sure is like a huge challenge you know oh yeah no question about it no question about it and it's just that sense of identity too like if i'm not going to get up tomorrow to train to be a professional golfer what am i going to do when i get up tomorrow right right you know like and again for me that question would be easy just be like nothing right be the best but you know he's not wired that way I'll just put my feet up and relax. I know. Right. So that is so weird to me. Why more rich people don't just like, well, that's it. That was I think fun. I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I did it. I know. I know. I would have no problem doing that, you know? And I guess that's why I haven't succeeded on that level. Right. Um, Very possible. Because I know what I would do, man. Yeah. I would just relax. And people say like, oh, you'll get bored. It's like, no, no I won't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch movies, I'll read books, I'll go outside and, you know, eat nice meals and I would be happy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, my, Mike, I've appeared to have lost my ad reads, but I wanted to, to do an ad read here and say that you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, listen, independent, listener, supported radio. Uh, okay, Brian, any parting words for your sweet, sweet tiger? No, you know, I just hope he gets well. And uh, again, yeah, I'm looking, I'm hoping that there's less than meets the eye to what happened here. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so do we know the all-star teams yet? Are, that, are those cemented or we don't know? I don't think we know. Okay. Um, in fact, I don't even know when the team is actually getting announced. Yeah. Uh well, even uh, even when they get announced. Let me see. Oh, it's today. Oh, are they out? Let me see. No, the, yes, the reserves will be announced tonight on TNT. Oh, my goodness. So this is perfect timing. What time? <laughs> oh, I don't, you know, whatever TNT, I could probably be at like 7, 30, 8 o'clock, something like that. Anyway, so tonight we will find out if our beloved Julius Randle has in fact arrived as an nba all-star has he done it and if he isn't scott on a scale of one to ten how devastated will you be (laughs) i'll be a one (laughs) it's just in terms of devastation not invested in terms of devastation yeah no i won't be devastated i'm not invested like yeah, I'm not, and I don't know why. Uh, so I, I, I'll give you you shaking your head in judgment at me. You monster. <laughs> well, what would your what what number? What's your you number? You call yourself a Knicks fan? <laughs> what's your number? Uh, I would say like a five. Like I would be like, hmm. Hmm. well, that's too bad. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. Care. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it'd be nice. I think he deserves it. I think it's weird that he wouldn't. Um, I can't really see why he wouldn't. But I, I, know, I know what you mean. I, it's like it doesn't matter to anything. Um, yeah. In our lives, really. Right. It doesn't matter. And go ahead. Go ahead. There is like a a weird. Not weird. Fans of team, I get it. You're on, you're on Twitter, and you're a fan, and you want your guy to make the All Star team, and he, she deserves it. He's our guy, and we gotta get him on that team. <laughs> but there is like a, a urgency to it that's like weird. Like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get any money or anything if he makes the All Star. He does, but yeah. right. I, I, okay, so here's the thing, and I. <laughs> so a couple things, right? One who cares it's not we don't get anything for it it doesn't it doesn't help me and it doesn't help the knicks it's like a nice honor for julius randall 
And by the way, I also want to be clear that I'm not rooting against him being an all-star. I'm not like, don't, please don't like, you know, (laughs) I hope he's an all-star that if he was an all-star, I'd be like, all right, Julius, great job, buddy. Right. You know, but I, I just don't, I don't, right. I don't get why it's like, he has to do it. Like, I guess to I when I think back to when you know it it like would matter to me like it would matter to me if Patrick Ewing was going to start on the All-Star team. Like that mattered to me. Um and again, I don't know, is it because I was a kid or is it just because like I mean by the time that really mattered to me, Patrick was so established as you know, the star player of the franchise. That's the other thing with Julius. He's still, like, new. Like, he was terrible last year. I really did. I hated him last year. And <laughs> that w- and it's because he was terrible. I know there's other factors involved. Fizdale was terrible. And, you know, all the offense was – he stunk last year. Like, he just right, did. Right, right. And so – and I'm very happy that he's gotten better. But, like, I, I don't know. I also – I frankly feel forced by – the Knicks, the greater Knicks universe, I feel very forced to love Julius Randle more than I actually love him. And it's preventing me from loving him to the degree that I want to love him. Right. I know what you mean. And, and there's like that you're supposed to feel something about like, I don't know. Like, like, I don't feel anything about not liking him heading into this season. Like, I think you're right. It's not like people didn't believe in Julius Randle. <laughs> right. And he's showed us all wrong. Like, nobody thought he was this good. Like, no one did. The Knicks didn't. Nobody did. Julius Randle's agent probably didn't think he was capable of this. You know, like, so, you know, now it's great. And he's played, I mean, he's played as well as any Nick since you Like, um, you know, I still think some of Carmelo's best years, he was better than this. Like, you know, the, the year they were actually a really good team. I think Carmelo was like third in the MVP voting. You know, like, I don't see Julius Randle finishing that high. Um, but he had, but like, it's all around game. I mean, it's just like, the weird thing is that it's almost like this year is a difficult year to make. There's definitely been way worse all-stars than Julius Randle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the fact that it's, it's kind of shocking that it's even sort of close, you know? Right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I I just sort of feel like, and, and again, I don't know if this is all in my head or if this is me like grappling with like the switch from hating him to now him being like this good. But I, I just feel like there's this feeling about him. Like he's been ours, meaning the Knicks all along. And he's been right there this whole time. And he finally just broke through this year. And this is the year he finally gets his due. And, like, I feel like too many Knicks fans are treating this like this is the big payoff that we've been waiting for his whole career. It would be like in two years if RJ was playing this well. And it's like, oh, now he's, like, hit that next level or that next gear. It's just like he was a guy – that we, I was very disappointed when we signed him, and then he proved that that disappointment was right. And now suddenly, out of nowhere, he's good. And now I feel like too many Knicks folks are just insisting that you acknowledge that 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 almost like this is what he's been the whole time. Right, right, yeah. No, that's so true. There's always this sense, right, that like, and that if you didn't think he was this, like you have to apologize or something. Right. Because if he played this well his whole life. Everyone would love him and would think he was great. Like, right. I, I nobody like disliked him last year for no reason. It's like he wasn't good. <laughs> right. He should apologize to us for last year. <laughs> right. right. I don't have to Roy apologize to him. Was an apology. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know what you mean. I don't know. It's like, and it is. It's like. I just wanted the team to win games and him to play well. Like, I, you know, good for him if he's an all-star. Um, it would be disappointing if he's not. I think it would just, it would be nice to have the Knicks have like an all-star for the franchise to be able to kind of, what they're trying to do. I think it would be good, probably, you know, helps us with any trades we're trying to make. Um, so it'd be nice. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. There is, I think there is this, like, everybody's trying to force themselves into, like, loving this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but they, and they should. They should, right? Like, there's no reason to not love him. He's been so great. Um, but it's weird. No, and it's also, here's the problem is I'm all for and by the way I feel like my feelings about Randall are you know a microcosm for how I feel about the Knicks and the whole team period and the general kind of fan reaction to it it's just like Randall's played well and so it's like oh like my I think my natural process would just be like huh and then like ooh and then oh wow is he like really good but it just felt like you know, a month into the season, too many Knicks fans took up all the air in the room. And it was like a competition to love him more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> and then there's no entry-level loving of Julius Randle. You can't, like, right. you know, you can't come in at the ground floor and work your way up in terms of your love. You either have to just be buck naked, ready to go, or <laughs> you hate him. You know? I don't want to feel right, that way. Right. Or you never believed in him. <laughs> right. And I also feel like that's kind of how Nick's fandom has been. It's just like, it's not rational. It's not like no one is able to just like receive something good and then accept it appropriately. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's just like, no one knows how to respond to any of it. And so everyone's having these like bizarre reactions in every single right, direction. Right. And <laughs> everyone's losing their mind. Cause they're just like, I don't get it. Like, Right. You know, and like this is what happens, I guess, when you're bad for so long. It is like you freaked out about Derrick Rose. Matt, Matt had this whole conspiracy theory about how Obi Toppin was on the Knicks to hurt Julius Randle, like actively, like that was the goal. Like remember that stretch? Like just everyone is just losing their minds, and it's just like, and it's so funny because the Knicks are playing the exact type of basketball that causes people to lose their minds, like pretty good. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's still enough losses that make you like feel nervous for stretches. And you're just like, no, I only want to be in the good side. Like, just we can't be on the line. Just be firmly in good so that I can relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, they keep, you know, I, I kind of said last week that they had sort of grown out of this where they had kept going in this thing where they look great and then they look terrible. And they hadn't looked terrible in a while. And then. Now we've had basically two straight second halves where they were dreadful, you know? Yeah. And, and like Derek Rose, like Derek Rose and quickly together, all of a sudden it's like, they look like quivers, <laughs> right? Remember quivers? Yes. <laughs> they, I mean, they're like Nick and Mac, they're great. And then like, nah, actually Rivers stinks and this is terrible. Yeah. And Rose and quickly the last two games has been like, nah, I don't know. Did we mess something up here? Um, so all of a sudden you're like, oh no, like, but but again, it's like I don't know. They're one more good win from being like, yay, um, you know. I mean, they're one win away from 500, and they have slate of winnable games coming up. They could end the month like 19 and 16 or something, and we'll all be like throwing a parade. Um, so I don't know. You're right. I think there's a lot of players like that where we're just like, like RJ, I think too. People riding the motion, the highs and the lows of like this guy is. He's a god, and then like we got to trade him, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and uh, so all right, hold on. Let me do do a quick ad here. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air. Support independent community media by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. So let me ask you a question because, uh, you know, I think you were rather humble about your your initial reaction to Derrick Rose. I don't think I did a victory lap of any sort, but I think you were pretty humble about, uh, you know, you were way too down on that signing or that trade. But, you know, now it's like, Maybe there's still no reason to be like to like hate it, but it's certainly it's not it's not what it was on night one. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, and it's funny because like the second unit, right, the vaunted second unit, like he the best got in the NBA going. <laughs> he got Obi going a little bit. They were outscoring everybody. And last two nights, I mean, they've been dreadful. I yeah. mean, just dreadful. Like they lost that game. Um 
who did they lose to uh, before Minnesota? Like they absolutely lost the game. And then against Minnesota, Orlando. We squeaked out. Yeah, against Minnesota, we squeaked out the game. They nearly threw it away. So yeah. they've been brutal. Um, and Derrick Rose has been dreadful. So it's definitely too early to like, you know, make any claims like Derrick Rose is the second best player on the team or, or things <laughs> to that degree. Um, I don't think that's true. Um, he, you know, and it's interesting. It is interesting though, right? Like he looked so comfortable the first couple games, like, and the two of them, he and quickly looked so comfortable together. And it's just amazing the the last two games how that's just totally flipped. Yeah. Where now Derrick Rose actually looks like he w- he was trying to sort of blend, and now he doesn't know how to do that. You know, like he he actually has lost the feel for like picking his spots, and and he has and then he seems to be getting into no rhythm, and quickly sort of the same thing. Where like now he's not comfortable, and they're neither off ball or on ball, and and it's not working. It's just amazing how quickly like. Um, you can get out of sync, you know? Yeah, I, right. And that's exactly it. And it's so hard. Like, what's causing that? You know, right? Like, why would it work when you barely know each other and that's happening now? What's happened to Quickly's floater? Yeah, I don't know. He's just not making it. Um, but I don't know. You know, again, I mean, it could be like he's not, he's definitely less of the lead facilitator when he's in there. Um, you know, the other thing I do think with Quickly is that. He's again, as I've said, as I've kind of been whined about, he's exclusively playing with the second unit. And so he played nine minutes against Minnesota and he was one for five. And you're like, he had a terrible game. He played nine minutes and he, and he played them all with Taj Gibson, Opie Toppin, and, you know, Rose and Burks. Like, so w- was he bad or like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Alfred. Peyton goes one for five in nine minutes he doesn't sit you know what I mean so like you know I don't know I don't know how to fully evaluate quickly specifically outside of like the unit he's playing with um and like Obi Toppin man I mean (laughs) is he just terrible (laughs) yeah I don't know where are where are you at with him because uh, yeah he's terrible I think he's terrible awful i mean it's like like because i i you know i have i i don't think they they don't seem to be particularly creative with him like and and not to get into like the way they're using him i am almost like like shouldn't just Knox be playing like like they they ask him like he takes a lot of threes or his most the shots he ends up with like maybe you just do that like what does he do they try to post him up he doesn't seem to be able to post up no like the thing that I would think you'd want to do with him is make him the role man role, and, yeah. and do a lot of pick and roll with him. They don't seem to really do that that much. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like he comes in, he plays terrible defense. He looks really confused on that end. Like, you know, that Minnesota game, I mean, he was just a one man, like 10 0 run. <laughs> he was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, you can't even, it's almost getting to the point you can't put him out there. It's like, oh, okay, whoop, get him out. Right. So I don't know. And it's a problem, you know? His three-point shots are incredible, too. Like, they really look like I was shooting. Or, some, you know, someone oh, terrible man. is shooting. Like, it's actually amazing how often they go in because they look yeah. like such prayers. You yeah. Know? Like, he's shooting like 25%, but that even, that feels high. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's just because, like, a miss is a miss, but when he misses, it looks like he missed five shots. You know? Right. <laughs> Right. It's like off the scoreboard. Right. Like, whoa. Right. What was that? I don't know. Now, he stinks, I think. I just don't, you know, I don't understand the pick. Do you think Tibbs didn't like the pick? I don't know. Because, like, that's the thing is, like, he's certainly not, like, letting him play through anything, which I can understand. And he's not doing a lot to, like, force get him going you know yeah and he doesn't seem like his kind of player but yet you know he was consulted right i mean he had to be coach. right yeah like he um you know he's always he's complimentary of him when he talks about him but i mean what's he gonna say like i don't think he's gonna bury him in a press conference and be like oh yeah he stinks <laughs> <At least> i <laughs> hope not but 
don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know <laughs> what to do with the guy. I will say, I do think Tibbs has sort of filler, filibustered everybody on the lineups outrage. Like, whereas I feel like it generally Twitter and you and Matt are far less enraged by the rigidity of the lineup situation these days. Even if it still gnaws at you, it doesn't like get the same ire up. But now is the time where it seems to be appropriate to start getting a little ired. <laughs> like, man, just, you know, Mitch gets hurt and it's just Taj now. And there's like no other changes at all. And I, to be fair, I did say to you, if by the end of February we haven't seen anything shake up at all, I will then be on board with the what on earth are we doing with the lineups train. And here we are yeah. at the end of February, and I'm not going to forget it because I just felt like the outrage was coming too early. Yeah. But now that we're here, it is like, what, <laughs> what are we doing, guys? What is the issue? Why can't we like play around with it at all? Like, um, Especially especially that second unit which is so struggling like yeah i don't know can't you do a little bit like <laughs> it is so funny i don't know i'm gonna start like trying to look at how other coaches like watch some more other teams i've been watching only mostly the knicks exclusively yeah and i'm just not as focused on what other teams do like how i, I don't have a sense of like how unusual the knicks but like i, I i've never felt it this intensely before that my team was like you know, like Platoon. the starters are playing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not, it's pretty uncommon, right? Yeah, I guess that's probably a, a good question. A good observation. Um, you mean the other teams that were playing while we're playing them? Yeah. Just, or just generally like yeah. how, like, I don't, you know, I've never noticed it. So like, usually it's like the six man comes in and then right. he maybe plays with the starters for a little bit. And then there's like, there's definitely always a few minutes in the game where both teams are playing their benches. Yeah. Um, but the extent that the way the Knicks do it, where it really is like these hockey transitions, um, <laughs> is so extreme. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's, it is so weird. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I do think it is time to start being like tips. So are, do you think that, do you think that they're, that we're getting close to the Mr. Miyagi moment when he, when Tibbs reveals to all of us that we haven't just been washing his cars and sanding his floors and painting his fences, but that in fact, we've been learning karate all along. Is that, right. is that reveal coming or Am I am I an idiot for thinking that and I'm just doing housework for tips? Well, it's like there was those couple those first couple rose games, right, where he seemed to have a little chemistry with Toppin and he had a few nice finishes and he found him like for like a couple nice dunks and you were like, okay, and then he even had like a post up that was like and that was where I was like, okay, maybe like and, the, and the, the second unit played so well together. And then you, you have, I do feel like the first unit is playing pretty well right now. Um, or like, I get why he wouldn't want to like mess with their chemistry too much. But, you know, on the other hand, we still are so struggling for offense. Like, can't we just get a little creative <laughs> to try to get a little bit of scoring punch? You know, we've got Rose now who he, you like, you know, can't you like try some stuff with him? Like, yeah. Like Randall, Randall's playing well defensively this year. Like maybe he and Obi. Um, I don't know. It's hard to be like more Obi because he's just <laughs> been so bad, yeah. you know, <laughs> like there was one post up where Carl Towns spun on him and jammed and it was like yeah. borderline sad. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was like a sad moment where it was like, Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Oh dear, <laughs> that wasn't good. You love um, Carl was, Anthony Towns. I, <laughs> I, I think he's a great, great player. Yes, I do, um, and I don't have a problem with him. I like his girlfriend. I think she's lovely. Oh, um, <laughs> big Jordan Woods fan. Um, but I know you and Matt, you, you despise them just because we can't get them. I think is really why you don't like them. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, it's just funny. It's not just that, here. that me and Matt don't like him. It was just more funny to me when Matt 
I think it was Matt who texted Brian loves Carl Anthony Towns, and I was like, he does. <laughs> I'm not the only one who noticed it. I why Brian loves Towns. <laughs> I just think he's a great, great player. Like he just does everything well. Like I would love, and I like he's wanted to come to the Knicks. Like we almost got him the year in the draft. draft. Um, it was the year we. Got, he's from New Jersey. He's like grew up a Knicks fan. So like he wants to come here. He's always been this like tantalizing guy to me of like how can we get that dude on our team um of all the stars who are like around the league you know like you we've talked a million times about like the issue the knicks have of getting these guys to come here right i think he would come you know i think he would be he would want to um so that's why he's a piece i'm always like ah he feels like so close to us having you know and then you can have him for 10 years he's an awesome player um that's true uh but i get where people think it's soft or whatever and i get it yeah something about him irritates me it's it's hard to say what but you know maybe a part of it's you're you're right it's true but it's also it's just it's just you you do love him uh <laughs> if you'd like to listen to radio free brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer please consider downloading our free mobile app for iphone and android available in the app store for iphone or the google play store for android Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about our new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. So maybe not Carl Anthony Towns, but are are the Knicks going to make a move this year? Probably not. <laughs> I think they're going to try like hell. I do think they are. I think they're going to try to get anyone they can get. Um and they do have like great pieces, you know, like they could throw so many different guys in deals. Yeah. Um, and still end up with a pretty good team. So like Bradley Beal, I, I know they're gonna try us like hell. It just what will Washington ever have any interest in doing that? I don't I don't know. They've ha- they won five straight, like Washington has handled everything so weird. Yeah. I mean, look, they just traded for Russell Westbrook. They're going to give it every chance. Yeah. So they're going to wait to make sure they stink before they trade Bradley Beal. Right. Um, and then you look around, like, who else could we get? Like, I, the Terry Rozier r- rumors I actually think are pretty intriguing. I would actually give up a decent piece to get him. I like him a lot. That would be cool. I think Oladipo, we both are kind of like, meh. I, I don't even yeah. think I would do bother with that. No, I don't want Oladipo. What? Yeah. What do you think is the most likely thing that's going to happen? Nothing? Rozier? Beal? Or something we don't even know about yet? I think something smaller than that, you know? I think they're going to add some type of complimentary piece, you know? They're going to be more in the market of, like, I could see, like, a Frank and a second-round pick for, like, something, you know? J.J. Redick? Yeah, or, yeah, or like, a Terrence Ross or, like, that kind of thing. Some scoring off the bench, like... But I think they're going to try like hell to make a big move. I just don't know that it's going to be there. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think and, they, I don't get the feeling they want to do something. Like I just, I think they're they want to. Like if they could do the BL thing, they would do it. And they would send it. They would send a king's ransom. For yeah, it. I and think that's would, a no brainer like, too. Do a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's like right. I think right. I just think yeah. I do. It's scary to say this, but I do feel like I trust them to to make a good deal and to not make a bad one um and i do feel like this is the first time in a long time where i'm comfortable with almost anything that's out there being rumored yeah that's true i don't want oladipo but a small move for like like you said terrence ross rosier beal and in terms of what's being offered for any of those none of that stuff bothers me and doing nothing also does not bother me yeah, I agree. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't. I I just think I I just think it like it's funny because when the season started or you know in the off season, to me the biggest disaster possible was do nothing, was trot out that same team I had to watch last year. That to yeah. me there was nothing worse than that, and that's what happened, and it was incredible. Yeah, you know. So I'm if we don't do anything, like you know, I don't know because like. I I would love to just see this group go to war in the playoffs and get trounced. Yeah. But still, you know, it would almost be like good closure on this particular group. And then it's like, 
All right. Some of you guys who were fine, I didn't hate you. I'm glad you were here till the end, but we don't need you again next year. And we'll get nice yeah. <laughs> closure with guy like Peyton. You know, like get closure with yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, thank you for your services this year, but yeah, yeah. we wish you well. <laughs> yeah, we're going to improve on you, though, specifically. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know. You know, that's the thing, though. It is hard to look at some of these guys. Like, we've been good enough that it's like, like an Obi Toppin. Like, if he was like a force off the bench right now, like, yeah, you got, you know, like a Frank, like a Knox, or just like, God, if these, if those guys were like taking some jump right now, like all of a sudden we, would have this like super awesome fun team you know and i mean i realized that we've already had like eight things go well that we had no business That's assuming true. would go well so it's hard to be like that was literally like why didn't literally everything go well right but it's still like frustrating you're like man just a couple if just one of those things had happened like like if Knox had taken some big jump we'd be, he'd be like oh man we're like and that's you know, so and- brutal too like that's why it's that's another thing too about and I, look maybe this isn't fair I don't know but just like when I would consider do I get mad at Tibbs for not playing Knox for taking Knox out of the rotation or do I get it do I get mad at Knox for being out of the rotation it's like I'm mad at Knox I'm mad at Frank yeah yeah no for sure yeah. what's wrong with you two be better <laughs> like, <laughs> right make yourselves that you have to play if you were good enough he would play you right just sit there and shame. Uh, all right brian any predictions for the upcoming week what sort of silliness awaits us in this in this crazy world we live in i don't know i mean i hope tiger lives that's why my number one right Um, i uh i start a new job next week oh that's fun it's fun Although I got to like remember how to like do work and, and be employed again. I've <laughs> gotten soft and cozy as a. Do you have to go anywhere or is your first day of work at home? At home, starting remote. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's that's nice. Or, I don't really know. Kinda, oh, it's kind of weird. Like it's definitely weird, especially what I do. You kind of need to get to know everybody. So it's going to be a little interesting to try to figure out how I like get the lay of the land you know it's like weird right you know you have questions who do i even ask? i don't know it's like uh i've never done that before obviously um start and, all remote so and you're gonna be like you're not gonna get any sort of like visual sense of what's going on there like you can't like just tell from being in the room who's important who's not important like maybe you send an email that should be toned differently for a certain individual that maybe you would have seen in person. Like, right, right. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of office politics to navigate in, in a virtual sense that that would probably be tough. Uh, we are, uh, just about done with our usual broadcast. Thank you all for, uh, listening and, and, uh, hearing our kids in the background, uh, radio free Brooklyn giants among men, follow us on social. Talk to everybody next week. Bonus time, Brian. In bonus time, I will admit that I don't think I've ever had a first day of work at a new job without having to spend a fair amount of time in the bathroom on that first day. <laughs> I, th- I think due to nerves and just like upset stomach. Yeah, yeah, just nerves and needed to, and and of course, but then this this also sweating because you're right. like. Oh God! It's the first day, and you're holding it as long oh. as you can. Like, can I make it to the end of the day? You start to sweat, and it's like, oh God, it's brutal. But so I think that would be a nice element of a of a virtual first day. Be in your home, yes. So you can take those sweaty dumps. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Privacy of your own home. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a little anxious. You know, it's like, oh God, now I have to like do the job. <laughs> perform are you uh obviously you must be excited to get going on this like do, like what is the first day like for somebody in your position is it just onboarding and a lot of hr stuff or are you just getting yeah, in the yeah most, no yeah mostly like that and and you know just meeting people yeah finding out how stuff works are it's you definitely more like get supervising your computer people um i don't think i have like nobody directly reports to me but um, 
you know, I manage a team, I would say. Right. You're a leader, professional leader. I'm a leader. Yeah. I'm a manager. Yeah. <laughs> a leader of men and women. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. A thought leader, physical leader. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Brian. I'm ready to, ready to retire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just kick your feet up. Oh, God. All right, Brian. Well, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. I think this was a good one. We had nothing to talk about, and yet here we are. Yeah. We just... later. And uh <laughs> Yeah. We just cut it fast and loose. Right, we did it. Yeah, we did it. I liked it. It was it was exhilarating. <laughs> Alrighty, until next time. Alright, sounds good.